listening to the Bible 126 show. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everybody, and thank you for attending this version of the Birthright Conference interviews. And I just want to remind everybody that this segment with the other segments as well will be available on birthrightconference.com. I hope I said that right. Did I say that right, Doug? Okay. So you can get video on demand of these interviews. And um, we're really glad to bring these to you. You're in for a super time here at this conference I'm in awe of the people they have, and uh, I think you're going to really enjoy it. Anyway, I'm Dave Hodges. I'm the host of the Common Sense Show, and this is my broadcast partner, Doug Thornton, who has his own show, American Vindicta, which is a really hot show now. It's up and coming, and together we combine to bring you the Doug and Dave Intel Report. And with that, we want to introduce our guest here, uh, Gary Haven. I know you just saw Gary, but I promise... It's going to be unique content, and, uh, well, I, I, I hope it is, if, if we can ask good questions. But anyway, we want to proceed, and uh, thank you so much for attending. And uh, Doug is going to start us off with our overarching question, and we'll uh, add to that as we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thanks for being here. This is going to be a really fun interview. Gary, we haven't seen each other in a while. Yeah. This is going to be fun, man. Hey, I got a question for you. All right. Everything that's been happening with the lockdowns, with the uh, everything that's happening with the lockdowns, the COVID measures, the one thing that comes to mind that I get the most questions for based off of, obviously, my DHS background is uh, internment camps. They're happening in New Zealand, Australia. They're happening in Europe. They're already happening in China. What happens when they start here? I, Doug, I agree with you. Uh, I owned a 10,000-acre ranch in Australia for 10 years. And uh, I have very close relationships with a lot of Australians uh, as a result of those 10 years. Uh, not to mention Curves uh, was the largest fitness franchise in the country. So I stay in touch with these people. Australia... Uh, is, is a, a precursor, it's a predictor to, to what we could have expected and I believe what we need to come to expect in the very near future. How many saw the videos where the, the police officer would grab this young woman and begin to choke her and throw her to the ground for not wearing a mask? <clears throat> or the aborigines that were put into the, the uh, uh, internment camps for testing positive. And by the way, how many of you have a great deal of faith in the accuracy of the PCR test? Raise your hand high. Let's see, let's see your enthusiasm. Um, you know, and, and when they have the ability to manipulate information to that degree, and on the PCR test, if they ran it 40 cycles, 
you were going to be tested positive. If they ran it 25, maybe it would give you some kind of accuracy. But the CDC had a policy that people that were that were un um, that did not receive the perceived benefit of a certain treatment. How's that? Were to only get 20, uh, were, did not get the benefit of that treatment, were to get 40 cycle tested, and the people that had gotten the benefit of it were only tested 25. It's just outright fraud, right? So uh, it, it, they've committed fraud at such an obvious level, and then they imprisoned people in Australia. They arrested them. They choked them. If they tried to protest, they would run them down with horses. You saw the videos, right? Uh, why wouldn't it happen here? And uh, uh, if there is a reason, it's because of stuff like this. But they're trying to take that away as well. And, and so, um, you know, we, we've actually talked about the subject, particularly Dave and I, over, over the years. So I've done my research. Those places exist. Uh, uh, I live three miles from North Fort Hood, Texas, and one of the biggest camps for that purpose is 15 minutes from my house, and I'm always mindful of that. So to answer your question, Doug, uh, uh, I think we've seen it happen in, in civilized countries that had some form of constitutional law in front of our very eyes uh, at gunpoint. Uh, I think our ability to defend ourselves uh, uh, kept it uh, at bay at this point. Uh, but, uh, and, and I'm going to add something to this, to this answer, if you don't mind. Uh, one of the, the, the conclusions that I hope you guys come to tomorrow, and I was, remember I was talking about rational conclusions with actionable results, is Fauci. Okay. Fauci, okay, it, there's no question, it's not a theory or whatever, uh, spent the taxpayer money and oversaw the, the development of this um, bioweapon. And it was released. And, and, we, and there's, no, there's no disputing that. And yet this person is still on television. He's still the highest paid federal employee. And, and, and we're, you know, if you understand this, you've got to realize that's the country that we live in right now, what it's come to. And the other thing you need to understand is if they did it with one thing, they can do it with something else. When I was on the phone with Dr. Zelenko the other night, we were having a debate. He believes the next thing that they're going to hit us with is smallpox. And I argued that it was hemorrhagic fever. But just the fact we're having that debate is insane. Totally is. But the issue of the camps, I think we've already taken a big step beyond the example Australia set. And a lot of people made that observation, hey, they can do it there, they can do it here. So, Gary, I, I don't know how much awareness you have because it wasn't well covered. But there were actually job advertisements and actual facilities photographed I end up putting up on the CommonSenseShow.com that showed Governor Innes of Washington State having COVID incarceration camps. And they look similar to what we saw in New Zealand. I watch your program all, every day. So. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know if that's an advantage or disadvantage. You know, Doug is a, is a former – when I met him, he was a, uh, worked for the Department of Homeland Security. And so 
What do you think? Well, in Europe, they're called shield camps. So there's different nomenclatures, right? I guess when you come when it comes down to like the the brass tacks of the whole issue is what is it that law enforcement is going to do against civilians breaking constitutional rights? The hard answer needs to go back into history. What happened in 1933, 1932? If you look at what happened January 6th is what I like to call the Reichstag fire of America. If you look at what happened right after the Reichstag fire in Germany, the mobilization of the Nazi SS occult that it was immediately seized power, but of what first and of what most? Law enforcement. Can anyone tell me who the number one head of law enforcement in the SS Germany was? It was Heinrich Himmler, the supreme law enforcement officer of the land. The SS took over everything. The SS took over intelligence. They took over every municipality. They took over eventually what was called the order police. You had differences here. You had more or less what you would call their federal government, which was the SS. Then you had the local governments, which was the order police. It was the order police and their version of the National Guard by ways of not having to sign up for the German war map, which is the German army, and fight elsewhere. You can sign up for the order police. You can sign up for the National Guard. And it was them who went door to door, home to home, and they decided who went and who stayed. In Poland, one of the first units that got assigned this, and there's a very good book that's out there that describes this, but they're, um, what they ended up doing was they went to this village in Poland with the order that you are going to take 1,400 of these Polish Jews and you're going to kill them right there in their doorsteps. And they did it. Here's the bad part. That, that's already bad, right? Here's the real bad part. It's already quoted from the commander that was there. And he said, we have a task. You can stand on this side of the aisle and not do anything. Or you can stand on that side of the aisle. And we have to take out so many people. The men go to the camps. The women, children, elderly all got one bullet. Almost none of them decided to step to the other side. I've been saying this for a while, and I'm going to continue to say it until someone shuts me up. Just because you're law enforcement does not mean you have a right while on duty to sit here and choose which political side of the aisle that you're on. It's dangerous. You're being given this opportunity to decide whether people live or die, rights are broken, or you're incarcerated. If you have any type of political machinations in between that, that gets very, very dangerous. That's what's happening in our country now. That's what happened in the 1930s then. We had the, I, I firmly believe the Nazis didn't go away. I've been researching it for a while. I did a nine-part series on it. They didn't go away. They're in the Ukraine, not mistaken. Well, they're, they, here, they're here too. Yeah, they, they, changed, they changed skins. You know, it's, uh, it, we're, we're fighting the same thing. Gary, I wanted to ask you, with the coming purge, if we can't step out of the way or if we can't stand up right now and stop it, it's clear where they're going. When you get the uh, board of disinformation and they're even willing to take on Elon Musk, we are not an obstacle to them. They'll just push us aside, do whatever. Do you think that people should establish a line in the sand 
where they think about what's my escape route from this country if it gets that bad? Because I think we're going to lead the way in persecution because we're the country that needs to be stopped so the new world order can take over. We're too powerful, too many guns. What do you think? Well, both Kissinger and Soros said, and this is a quote, the only thing standing in the way of a new world order is a strong America. So they have been very clear that we have to diminish. Now, they've done a pretty good job of it. Uh, We have a dollar that's inflating. uh, uh, If you don't count food or fuel, it's only 8.5% a year, right? But do you guys eat and drive? Okay. And it's just part of the lies. You know, why wouldn't you count food and fuel? Uh, So they're destroying the dollar. They're destroying the Constitution. Um, They've destroyed the U.S. Army. When they mandated this certain new treatment uh, to a population that was not at risk, uh, a whole lot of good people retired. A friend of mine, uh, 19 years, and uh, he was literally a few months from retirement, and he lost his retirement rather than participate. And so the people that are left now have the long-term issues. And if you've been reading the, the uh, military health reports, they keep a much better track of it than VAERS does. Uh, miscarriages are up 300%. Cancer's up over 1,000% as a consequence of this thing. So they have destroyed the U.S. military. They've destroyed the Border Patrol. Many of them walked away from it. Uh, and they're about to, uh, to let Title 42 expire. And they expect, uh, in, instead of uh, uh, 80,000 a month crossing uh, an, an open border, it's going to be 200,000. And so all of this is really, and I could talk a lot about it. I'm going to talk a little bit about it tomorrow. But all of that is, is by design. You know, Dave, I don't know if you even know this or not, but... Uh, uh, Dave uh, is friends with Sheriff Mack of the Constitutional Sheriff's Association. And Mack, uh, Dave gave Mack my phone number and, and called me, and I joined his, his advisory board and began to speak all over the country with Sheriff Mack. And the, the sheriff's office in America is the highest level of authority of any law enforcement in the country. But most sheriffs don't know it. And so what Sheriff's Mac job was, and what I helped with, was to travel around the country speaking to sheriffs and teaching them the authority they have under the Constitution and uh, the responsibility they have with an out-of-control overreaching of federalism. Guys, you need to get with your sheriffs, and you need to teach them the authority they have. my sheriff is a, is a committed member of this organization. Uh, he uh, fervent about it. And, and I, I, a quick side story, uh, a few weeks ago, and by the way, I have a meeting every two weeks in my small town. We call it a freedom meeting. And people that are like-minded come to this meeting, and we pool our resources and our information because your ultimate uh, place of, of, of sanctuary is going to be in your local communities with the the backup of of a constitutional sheriff. And not to mention being armed and having plenty of of ammunition to protect your home, your family, and your neighbors in line with you. Uh, We're not that far away from, from getting to that place.
and and Dave, to answer your question, I think our strength is going to be in local communities. So it's to stay and fight, and this is the hill to die on. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, actually, I hear you. Yeah, and by the way, I have properties outside of the U.S. In fact, I was at one of them last week. But you know what? To gather the grandkids up and the other kids and, and friends and, and then go down there and not have a constitution, uh, to me, it's just not a re reasonable position. And guys, the, these globalists, this global cabal, they literally control all countries. And there's not any place to go. America... Uh, is is the last line of defense, and I, I'm grateful I live in Texas, in in the central part of Texas. Uh, uh, in my community, less than one third of the people uh, got the benefit of that certain thing. Uh, and when you go to the grocery store, very few people are wearing a mask because they're able to realize that there's no protection there. Uh, so why would you do that? They're not interested in, in, in virtue signaling, you know, or depriving their oxygen to, to try to appease their, their, their neighbors. So hopefully you live in a place like that. And if you don't, I'd recommend you get to it. And the time, I think, is short. Well, this is what you're in for. Uh, you've got a great weekend ahead of you. And I think Gary's kind of given you a really good sample of what you're going to see and be exposed to. And I think this will be... I think it will reinforce a lot of your beliefs, but I also think you're going to have new horizons opened. I know I am. I, I, I joked with Tim this morning. I'm like on vacation. I get to come here and cover this. I don't have to prepare anything. It's wonderful. And uh, <laughs> Doug, you'll appreciate that soon when you do your first conference and have to prep. But uh, <laughs> just, yeah, well, you will. Because uh, <laughs> we're going to do one ourselves. But, Gary, thank you so much for what you do. Um, and the answer that you just had to my question really fits the movie Amerigeddon. I should have known the answer before I asked it. I had the pleasure of promoting Amerigeddon. It was fantastic. But anyway, thank you so much for being with us here at this Birthright Conference. And again, the video on demand will be available at birthrightconference.com. Uh, Tim Alberino, obviously the host. And uh, d this is just a fantastic deal. And welcome to all of you and looking forward to meeting so many of you while we're here. And I know I speak for Doug in that regard too. Good stuff, really good stuff. Folks, the Birthright Conference was an extraordinary event. We filmed over six hours of content, including presentations from myself, Joe Allen, Gary Haven, and Mancow Muller, covering a variety of topics, such as theological perspectives on angels and how they relate to extraterrestrials, transhumanism and the post-human paradigm, UFOs and alien abduction, and the dehumanization and depopulation agenda of the globalist elite. The conference is now available for purchase in DVD, digital download, and long-term rental formats. Go to birthrightconference.com to secure your copy today.